Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. In this week's episode, we have something kind of exciting to talk about, and that is the things that we find triggering. All the things out in the world that make us angry or make us sad and can take us from our happy zen place that we've all been working on building for ourselves through this podcast and all the other resources we've recommended and other things you have going on in your life uh, and really just turn that on its head and how do you manage it when those triggers show up and what do you do so as always rod and i want to share some practical ideas some practical tips things we've done ourselves uh, research we've read to try and help all of us get through our triggers rod what would you add into the mix well, I'm really looking forward to the conversation in part because I, you know, this is something that I recognize is relevant for me. I, I need to learn a little bit more about how I can uh, recognize and handle and uh, have a, a, a better approach, a more positive approach so, or a growth and building approach to, to those rather than letting them make me feel kind of angst and wound up. Now, I usually give the definition. I'm going to turn the tables on you a little bit. I'm going to ask dun, you the dun, definition because when I Googled triggers, I actually, most of the results were like guns and like the tri the trigger on the gun. We don't mean like, that. Ah, that's we not don't what I'm talking that. about. No, we don't mean that, friends. No, nobody, nope, nope. We do not mean that. <laughs> okay, so, so mine is a, like I have not Googled anything. I have not looked anything up. But okay, were you going to ask me how I define it? Yes. I define a trigger as anything that takes me from a state of um, not not even necessarily like overt happiness, jazz hands, but even just from a state of calm where I'm feeling relaxed and okay about the world. And then I have a conversation with the person and we all have that person in our lives that throws us right over the edge. Or I start thinking about an event that, or, or something that happened a week ago that made me really cranky. And for some reason, it's popping back into my head. And it's taking me from that happy state of, I'm going to use the Buddhist term, equanimity. Um, just sort of that calm state, that balanced state. And triggering me into a, a darker, less happy, less content space where... Um, all of my my committee, I think we've talked about the committee, all those voices in our heads are kind of throwing a party. They're loving all that negativity that's going on. Um, so it's that thing that takes us from a positive, um, happy state and really can turn our moods around at the drop of a hat. And I think that's that is the part where it kind of is like a gun trigger because these things happen really quickly. And, and we don't necessarily always know that it's happening until our mood is completely changed. And so I think to me, the game here is how do we, how do we understand what our triggers are and get at them a little bit ahead of the game so that it doesn't, it may turn us around for five or 10 minutes. We may lose our state of calm for a little bit of time, but that it doesn't turn us around for a whole day or a whole week, or a whole mm -hmm. month, or a whole year. Mm -hmm. Like that to me is the magic, because triggers are gonna happen no matter what. Like there's no such thing as uh, my belief, there's no such thing as getting rid of them. It's just managing them more effectively, mm -hmm. you know? Yes. So that we're not as, we're not riding that roller coaster of emotion up and down all the time, that we can find that that balanced state again, that, that happier, calmer state again. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It does. 
Yes, it does. I wrote down the word equanimity as you were. You said that. I was like, that's a new word. What's that? I think it's relevant <laughs> to what we're talking about now. <laughs> I, I just say it again and define it because I think it's kind of a key word like to help what we're trying to like the when we, we're going to talk about triggers and, and kind of steps to what you can do. But it's about, I think, achieving that. But I'd right. never heard that word before. So what is it? What does it mean? Well, okay. So I'm giving you the Leslie definition of it. I am by no means a Buddhist. Really so for our Buddhist spot. listeners, if I spot. offend anybody or mystifying this, please let us know and please be gentle. But my understanding and how I experience it is that my emotions aren't, this is where the math nerd comes out in me. Remember sine curves back when you were studying yeah. geometry for the first time and like, it just looks like a wave, right? Yeah. Up and down, up and down, up and down. If you can picture that in your mind, the goal is that the ups and downs don't come quite as um, violently, like a, like as pinging up and down, pinging up and down, that there is a gentle flow to that curve. So we all have ups and downs in our lives. But equanimity to me is about kind of making it so that there's, it's less acute, it's less mm -hmm. intense, it's less, um, you know, overwhelming in any direction. And mm -hmm. there's just this sense of balance. There's mm -hmm. this sense of calm, even in happiness. Um, there's a sense of calm with the happiness. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Okay. That's my I that's do. my understanding of it. And again, if I've offended anybody, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's like that's my principle of equanimity, how I try and live. Yeah. Um is in that really... is in a greater sense of balance state. Yeah. yeah. That's so much about what we talk about is is understanding the the contrasts and seeking more of the balance. So I mm -hmm. but to to your definition of what as you were explaining what a trigger is, I think that was really good. Like and and then for you know, for me I think of examples and actually this is something um f all the time it happens like i think the other uh, another week we were talking about the moments when we're feeling a little burnt out or not burnt out but you know where maybe we're getting yes. there we're feeling stressed and I, and in yeah i could like add, our defenses are down right yeah. in some ways our defenses are down in some ways yeah yes and we were saying what do you look for and I was like, well, I know mm -hmm. if I'm not sleeping as much or working out, but you know what I will add to that is I, and I can, you know, just from my experience, I could say I'm being triggered uh, and reacting in an angry way to things more often. And so, for example. Isn't that so interesting? Yeah. Like, so I, I think it, it does, those are interrelated. And so the types of triggers that I, you know, and, and I will say like for the, 99.9% .9 of all the triggers that I've had that it, meaning something that somebody has done that has caused me to in a flash get angry and, and kind of snap back or in my mind at least snap back um, I 99.9% .9 of the times I never thought about like I wonder why that I react that way mm -hmm. it just it kind of like it happens That's it occurs maybe it snowballs but so it's like so real example it's it's um um I so most of our lives we spend working so I'm trying to think of a non-work example because it does happen uh but I'll, I'll give a I work example non-work examples you well, can give a work example I'll give one. so it's like somebody is giving feedback on a something i've written and they rewrote the sentence 
And right. Like feedback is a gift. It's wonderful to see how the person would write it in their own words. But in my mind, I'm like, I don't know. It's like, what they think I can't write. And like, what, you know, they don't, I call think that I'm not editing good at this. for sport. <laughs> I don't think anybody likes it when people edit for sport. Like yeah. I, I just, I never do that to people because I know how much I've hated it through the course right. of my career for sure. And still do still do. Yeah. But the, it, truthfully though, it's, it's why? Cause it triggers something like let's we've, Right. I, I'm with you. I'm like, Since I'd be like, oh, I don't like enough, when people do Leslie. that. But why does it actually bother? And it's because, right. It, 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 and I think it's, it's a, it scratches the itch of self-doubt of, you know, I think right. I'm an okay writer, but I do have self-doubt about myself. And I see sometimes, and I actually notice the times I really get angry is actually the ones when I'm like, yeah, actually I thought what I did wasn't that great. Because then it's a reflection right. of, of myself as being maybe I'm not as smart or as strong at this as I thought I was. But I honestly, but that's I, I, probably an example of a like a great example of a trigger. It's if we feel exactly. we're being critiqued and that critique is either coming from a place uh, or sometimes it doesn't even matter where the critique is coming from. But certainly if, it, if it's coming from a place of where you think I've done a really good job here. And it kind of hurts your feelings or I'm the same as you. If I know I haven't put my all into it and I get a critique, then then I'm hurt even more. But then I feel like my anger is more inward mm -hmm. and the trigger is more, you know, it turns it turns the anger inward versus sometimes there are trigger where the, the anger absolutely is outward. Mm -hmm. You know, you're I'm mad at the person who has done something triggering. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So you you what's an say non-work uh, personal life example then i was gonna say trigger. if you don't have triggering examples with your parents then i'm not sure what your <laughs> life so was true. like growing up <laughs> <Ron>. <laughs> <That's so true. laughs> because i i mean i my mother passed away three years ago this year i love my mother beyond all things she was an amazing woman and smart and funny and cheeky she used to dress up um, as Santa. She lived in a seniors building in her last years. And she used to dress up as Santa and go to everybody's houses and knock on their door as like a pretend Santa. She was such a oh, cute so look. Nice. She was shaped like a little apple doll. She was adorable. But when I was younger, let me tell you, we had some times where she could just, you know, I, we could pick up the phone. I'd answer the phone and it was her and her first breath. I could tell that there was something going on and it would trigger me. Like before she'd mm. even said a word, mm. just that the sound of her first breath, I would know what it meant and I would in some way be triggered. And then my responses, of course, are from that place of being triggered. And for me, I could not have a rational, easy conversation once that trigger had mm. happened, right? Like that's, that to me is the downside is that all of the growth mindset stuff we've talked about and all of the expansive thinking not being black and white da -da -da -da, all that goes out the window mm -hmm. once a trigger has happened and and i mean i've had that relationship i've been in relationships where there are triggers like that um thankfully mm -hmm. now i don't do that anymore but certainly when i was younger i had a lot of relationships where there were lots of triggering things where it just like i wasn't able to be my best self like that's i think the thing with triggers is that it just I just can't, I, I, I personally cannot be my best self if, mm -hmm. if my triggers are pinging off all over the place mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't understand them better, you know? Yeah. I think that's what got me down the path of wanting to understand this a little bit better yeah. is because I knew it wasn't letting me live 
my best life and I wasn't being my best self. Oh, and I um, yeah, I don't want to live like that. Totally. I don't want to be that person, you know? Yeah, totally. Like, don't you feel after these moments when you're you're so mad at your family member or call it whatever colleague and then or whatever, afterwards you yeah. feel crappy like but you feel crappy about yourself i feel so small like, like i just feel I'm small like, yeah. like i've like i've reacted in such a small petty way right and and so then but that to me it just that perpetuates the cycle right because then and we've talked before about shitting all over yourself mm-hmm. then you're just shitting all over yourself you're just saying well i shouldn't have reacted that way i shouldn't have been so sensitive mm-hmm. i should have da 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 fill in all the shoulds where the mm-hmm. committee is going having a party once again mm-hmm. because there's all the like negative thinking happening in our brains right mm-hmm. like it, it's uh um it can it's it's not just a it doesn't just wreak havoc in your external relationships i think it can wreak havoc in your internal relationships as well yeah do you think as in as in with yourself and your sense of wellness and being you know yeah do you think it's uh you know i i was like this i remember asking my family this and even in not just my teen years but my 20s is like how come we fight with each other so much yet with other people outside of our family we're super nice like how come why are we what is that dynamic? And I think I think the answer is, is because we built these, because people around us that we know so well, we allow the triggers to control then our next move. Our, yeah. like they, they control what we're going to do uh, in many ways. And so in, when we let that just run its course, it becomes a snowball of back and forth, negative, 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 and fight, 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 where you don't have those triggers with new people that you're getting just getting to know or... Yeah, so that you don't have as many interactions with and you're allowed to be just kind of more normal with them, which well, is unfortunate. Well, I think that in in families, there's a sense that there's a hope, I think, that we'll always be forgiven. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we do, if we're not our best selves, that we'll still be loved. And sometimes I think we push those boundaries to, so that we know that we'll be loved, even if we're our worst selves. I've done that. I've done that in one particular friendship in my life. I know. And we've talked about it since we were in our 20s when, and we're still friends when all this happened. But where I would push this person away with every icky part of my being that I can throw at them almost as like a prove you love me stay with me even though stay with me even though I'm being this horrible person and sometimes I think we do that in our families as well to sort of just test those boundaries a little bit and but it's not fair like I mean it's it that that to me is the power of um if healing is that it can heal all relationships including including the ones that are the most challenging like certainly for me and my mom it was a challenging relationship for a chunk of years Mm -hmm. um but mm-hmm. you know not not towards the end because we were able to heal a lot of this stuff and i was able to heal like it you know i could you can't ever ask another and we've talked about this too you can't ever ask another person to join you on the path of healing that you want to be on that like that is your journey and then you can hope that other people will see it and be like hey she seems really happy or mm-hmm. he seems to really have his act together or you know whatever it is yeah. that's that's i think the best we can do you know yeah definitely but so, yeah, the family part is always interesting. But also I think it has to be a little bit like that. Otherwise, no one would ever move out. <laughs> like that's the power. I like that know. is what that's what causes us to like that's what makes individuation happen. We, we if, if everything was always happy at home, there no one would ever individuate. We'd all just be living with our mommies and daddies for the rest of our lives. So it has to be a little bit crappy. I don't know. Listen, I don't 
we, look, we could. This is becoming the family. Uh, it's a whole other it's therapy a fa- episode. It's a family therapy hour I, with Rod and Leslie. <laughs> let me okay, tell you the, let's the, switch text. Let's I, talk about what happens when triggers happen. Yes, Should we do that? Should yes. we just talk and about? I want to segue. Okay, let, let me segue. But I do want to share a family thing. I remember saying to my to my mom and sister, I was like, you know, um, people actually don't argue all the time in their family relationships and they're like what like huh what is that that doesn't happen i'm like yeah, actually i've i've met people that report that they don't have these ongoing arguments or like negative vibes between their family members and uh and when i'm saying i'm not i i don't want to over exaggerate and i hope my mom and sister actually don't listen to this ever because they're going to think that's not i'm representing it incorrectly but you know what i mean like getting in those the, course, those trigger yeah. dynamics and so it is possible, I think, because and 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 I. This is what we're going to get into next: is what can you do about it? Um, and and let's. Just, I will add the framing context that we're talking about those moments that cause, ang- like the emotion of anger, uh, fear, yeah. sadness. It's it's like the negative emotion, and really, it's all tied into the the fight or flight response. It's that very mm-hmm. automatic, rapid. Your body. Uh, reacts with a, a whole bunch of those, those chemicals that 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 bring on the rush of emotions and as we said before it's the, the most yeah. powerful ones are the negative ones because that's how our body we protected ourselves from the dangers right. so now what can what uh advice would you give me to go back when i you know go to christmas well uh, this is the bad year example for that but like imagine i'm going to a christmas dinner with my family and i want it to right. go well and uh, and I kind of want to avoid those triggers that really set us on a bad course. What would you advise me? So first, like, um, so for me, I started by just making a lit, and I, I mean, whether you write it down or not, but like take sort of taking an inventory of all the things that you know trigger you. Like just come up with your top 10 list. What are the things that I know are going to throw me over the edge? And once you, I, there's a, there's a power, I think there's always a power in um, naming things and shining light mm-hmm. on things. So once you name all of those things and you say, okay, I know that these are the things that are probably really going to trigger me this holiday season. And I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to just be on high alert so that when those things happen, like the magic I think is, it's not that we're, again, that the trigger is ever going to stop. It's how intensely we respond to that trigger, right? So mm-hmm. that if you become aware of your top 10 list, and I'm saying that in a cheeky way, yours could be five, it could be 20, who knows? But, you know, you've got your top 10 list of your triggers. And then when that stuff happens around you, say, you know, your sibling says the thing that he or she always knows when they say that it throws you and they just want that reaction because mm. they're used to getting that reaction and they want that drama, mm. which happens in family. Like you um, always lose that scrabble at the family get together. Right. <laughs> like, right. Right. Are you right, going to lose right? again like today? Crazy things <laughs> that you're crazy things that your sibs say to you. And you're just like, what? And, but now, so the, the goal is, um, how do you have that thing happen? And then how do you go oh, look at that? That's mm. one of my triggers. Isn't that interesting? As predicted, Johnny said, you never win at Scrabble. Why do you even bother playing? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, he says it every year, said it again this year, and here it is. I think the challenge is how do you go, okay, well, there it is. There's my triggering statement. 
And rather than getting caught up in the drama and responding really in the way that for whatever reason, Johnny wants to tease out that kind of response in you, that's irrelevant. You don't need to understand that person's motivations. But you have the power then to go, okay, there's one of my triggers. And you can decide, once you recognize it, you can decide, am I going to respond my old way? Or am I going to do something different? Am I going to do like, take a big deep breath before I respond? Or just get up and walk away? Or talk to somebody else in the room? Or just give them one raised eyebrow? You know, Mm -hmm. like if you feel like, because taking a big deep breath can sometimes feel like a, it feels impossible sometimes to be able to do that. Certainly when you're first working, like when you're first doing your work around triggers, it can, it can feel Mm -hmm. almost impossible. Um, But how do you, how do you just change your response in some way? If your response is typically, that's not true. Mm. How do you just change it this time? And what would that, what would that look like? So that you're not like first you're identifying it and then you're thinking, what would a different response look like Mm -hmm. and then become a really good scientist in your life and start to notice how when you respond differently to your triggers what changes around you and what other like what 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 changes in the behaviors of the people who know you really well what happens inside you um just become a scientist and almost start to catalog what happens as you become aware of your triggers Mm -hmm. take that breath if you can and then respond to them if you respond to them at all, respond to them in an entirely different way. Mm-hmm. And well, I, I find that science of living very interesting. I, I just I find that endlessly fascinating how you can make real life change happen in the moment mm-hmm. just by changing how you respond to the people around you. Like I just I think that yeah. is the, one of the coolest parts of being alive, really. Yes. I know that's and nerdy, that, but no, nonetheless. That, <laughs> and even there, I would. So you're right. Like there's some things that triggers that we know and and we can do that list but even if if someone's thinking or listening and saying okay i don't really know what my top 10 is that that second part of your advice i think is the real is really important too is like oh well, that's fine but be inquisitive and be the scientist and in those moments if you if you feel like oh i got angry when that person said something and oh afterwards i feel kind of bad and how that went that yeah. be that scientist go like well why is that what was it about right. that? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Almost like you're watching it happen outside your body, right? Like, mm-hmm. so that trigger happens and you weren't, you didn't have it on your list for whatever reason, or you can't, you, you know, you can't figure out what your list is. When it happens in real life, just be like, ha, huh, I'm yeah. actually angry right now. Yeah. I am angry that that person critiques my writing, or right. I am angry that that person suggested that I'm not working as hard as them or that I'm not da, 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 mm-hmm. as much as them or, you know, all the things, all mm-hmm. the things. Like rather than going and getting really mad, <laughs> imagine like just sitting back and going, I'm actually mad at that. You sounded like the Isn't Swedish guy on the Muppets there for a second. I do love the Swedish chef. <laughs> Sometimes when I am when I'm sad, my team members will um, text me images of him and just write work, work, work. Remember when he used to do that? Anyway, so so you're saying you do not so, know the Swedish chef because you're a youngling. Check out the Swedish chef. It's the amazing. The Muppets yeah. were amazing. Yeah. So you uh, just <laughs> um, things that kind of you that you said. I want to say again because i think they're really like important the labeling you were you were just saying again they're like 
the fact of of labeling essentially it's naming it's 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 right. such a significant difference from this this interaction happened i was feeling a bunch of emotions negative uh to like actually noticing it and putting a right. label on it is a right. really big step and it takes a ton of practice this is nothing nobody sure would does. be able to do this in in a moment of like i'm going to start doing this today and be perfect at it right <laughs> or if you can can you call us please because yeah, you are right. a miracle <laughs> you are a miracle if you can just flip that switch yeah it takes a lot of practice so it, it it's that yeah. Uh, yeah the huge difference to to dis, not disrupt but like change the the pattern by noticing putting a name mm-hmm. to it being inquisitive those are the things that jumped out to me that you were just saying there sometimes i imagine um like i imagine the the uh communications that people are having in between them almost like radio channels you know like there is an exchange of energy there's an exchange of information over radio channels and in this in this instance all you got to do is like it's not all you got to do because it's not easy i am not downplaying it my friends Mm -hmm. but you you think about changing the channel right you're you're on a particular station Mm. and you're receiving information at that particular station and maybe that that information is all the stuff that's been triggering or all the icky stuff that's happened in your family or your friends or your relationships or at work or whatever and what we're really talking about is disrupting that disrupting that receiving like that channel that you're on and mm-hmm. just changing the channel altogether mm-hmm. and it really it really does make a big difference mm-hmm. it, it makes a big difference in life and and like rod said it's not anything that anyone's going to do overnight um but by naming it and by shining light on it as in bringing your awareness to it being cute that's what i mean when i say shining a light be curious mm-hmm. about it be interested in why you would have that reaction right now mm-hmm. um and without being hard on yourself right because like a scientist is not mad at the experiment it's running a scientist is just running the experiment mm-hmm. so it's like it's not mad at the amoeba for not doing what it's supposed to do on the slide thing or whatever i can't remember much of biology but you know what i'm talking about guys um but you know what I mean? Like the scientist isn't mad at the at the experiment. So don't be mad at yourself for the experiment. Yeah. Just be just be observing it, just be in it and uh and just see what happens. Yeah. And, and that- then see how you can really just change and and all of us are still I'm still triggered. Like every you're still gonna be triggered. Like it yeah. never stops. Yeah. But it's how long does it take you to recover? Yes. And how long do you sit with that darkness and that negativity before you can turn it around? Yeah. That's the magic, I think. Yeah. And I think so you're saying is too is is we're not this is not like a magic recipe to never be triggered it's it's going to happen and accept it and don't try to block out that emotion it's it's more about making sense of it um i think over time while i was well i say i think this i read this was recently reading a book and it was talking about um an example where a person was in a family dynamic was every time the their spouse talked to them or they were triggered and have negative reaction. And so what they started to do is to, when that, when they noticed that they said to themselves, Oh, I'm going to do something nice for myself later today. And it was like this own, this side conversation they were having in the head. I love that. So it's like person yells at them and they're like, Oh, I'm going to have, I'm going to go for a walk later today. And then they would continue the conversation. But the, be, by being able to notice, by being able to label, and then insert 
a positive thought, at least in the book, the way that described is that over time, that it reduced the amplitude using your sine wave uh, example, like it reduced that the height of that emotional response they were starting to have, which which reduced the trigger. So that it was always there. Always when somebody comes in your face right. and starts yelling right. at you, you're like, ah. but it just it take you know it it. It took it down because it takes it, the edge off a yeah, little bit. Yeah, it, it transitioned it to being oh, okay. Now I'm gonna have a positive thought for myself. And it really like what I love about that rod is that it really does emphasize the idea that you're doing this for you. Mm-hmm. You're not doing this for anybody else. That you're not like so. If you've had icky relationships with people and you're thinking, yeah, but if I'm different in that relationship, then they get off easy. Like this is not about this is not about any of that. This is about you yourself finding a greater sense of inner peace and inner happiness and um, really letting yourself live your your happiest best life whatever that looks like right mm-hmm. it's it's um, it's got nothing to do with the people around you it'll have a lovely benefit for the people you care about because you'll be a happier person um, but it's it's it really is about doing this for you and yeah. that's what I love about that model is that it really reinforces that this is something um, kind for yourself. Yes. Which I like. Yep. And, yep. I like that a lot. So this was, again, a a great conversation. The thing I like, I know I've said it before, is that it helps me. So talking about myself, our conversations help me think of these things or or do some of these things um, in my life. And I, I, honestly, I'll tell you, there's a few examples I know where I'm starting to recognize things were triggers, which in the moment I didn't really pay attention to, frankly. Um, so I appreciate you sharing the the perspective, and, and I really like what you were saying. Notice, label, and choose. Um, uh, be inquisitive and, and choose a path, a different path. Yeah. Because really all we can all hope to do is just be happier inside ourselves, right? And then let that bring change around us as it as it will. But um, yeah, I'm glad I, 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 lo- I still look for this. This still happens to me. So please don't anyone ever think that I'm saying that like I'm done with triggers. Because yeah. <laughs> I am not. It still absolutely happens. It's it's again, it's recovery time. And it's um, like, how deeply does it impact you as a person? That's the goal is to lessen that that depth of impact. Yeah. So and to so and to end on a really positive note, are you sure, Leslie? Like my image of you is that you're you're in the sound of music, and you're walking through a, a field of flowers <laughs> in the Alps. Is that not the case? Are you saying that no, that's one hundred percent? These are a few of my favorite things. One hundred percent. Don't get me to start singing because legit, I can sing the entire sound of music. That might be an episode. <gasps> Maybe we'll do an episode, a singing episode, Rod. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing everybody. Don't oh. worry. We won't. We won't. Uh, I don't know. We won't subject you to that. But these are the crazy ideas that we have sometimes. Yeah. Normally behind the scenes, but today it's happening live in front of you. <laughs> so on the next here. So I'm d- going to go back to my Edelweiss, uh, my Edelweiss uh, field now, and we'll talk to everybody in a week. Yes. <laughs> and next week, I just want a teaser for next week. I'm I'm going to introduce a subject that you only know the subject of, but there's a twist to I it. Know. Um, super excited that I'm not telling you the twist ahead of time and you're going to have to and it's going to challenge you a little bit actually I'm excited so that's next week you know I love a surprise you know I do (laughs) yes I do
<laughs> okay, everybody. Thanks for joining us, us this week, Rod. Thanks as always. Thank I love chatting too. with you about this stuff. Me too. Bye. Bye, everyone.